I'm Tim Malloy. Hi, I'm Matt Donnelly. Welcome to the Shoot This Now podcast, and we have a very, very special guest. So exciting, our first guest ever. Ever. Hi. Is that lame to say? This is Barry Rothbard. Hi. Barry. Is that a good voice for this? It is. Hi. Should I, I do the NPR voice? Yes. Sure. I can't Hi. do it. White people. Our next guest is an author. I, I want to start with a confession. For a long time, I thought you were the little brother of Davy Rothbart. You know, that's funny. A lot of people think that. You must be so tired yeah. of this conversation. I, you know, I'm not tired of it. I, I just, uh, for a while, actually, he was the, the higher-up Google search when you typed in Rothbart, and it, it pissed me off. Yeah. And uh, now I'm the number one Rothbart. Right on. I'm pleased to say, um, yeah. So there are two other Matt Donnellys I'm constantly trying to murder. One is an improv teacher in Vegas, mm. um, but I have the. Oh, Matt I love Donnelly. that Matt Donnelly. Do you really? Yeah, he's I'm, I'm a big fan of his. Are you serious? No, oh, fuck. he's a really good improv um, teacher. Though. But I have he's the at Matt Donnelly Twitter handle, and they don't, so I. Oh. But the other one is a Scottish drummer, and the, his fans love him and like send him like booby pictures, mm. um, and he keeps getting more popular. And I every day wake up with more anxiety. Like if he eclipses me, I'm just so done. But then, if he gets popular enough, he could pay you like a million dollars for your Instagram That's handle. Very That's a very true. Good point. That's very true. Yeah. I'd rather have the attention than the money. That's true. I always forget about Honest that episode of Shoot This Now today. <laughs> well, Davey Rothbart, no relation, started like a kind of pre-looking for cool things on the internet magazine called Found, where he would just find crazy things in the trash, and then yeah. you would read them, and dummies like me would go pay money to hear him read people's trash. I really liked it. But like you him. surpassed him in Google by first being a very successful comedian. You've been on Conan. You've been on The Tonight Show. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Much more than that, yeah. Much more than that. <laughs> um, you recently had a television show, Downward Dog. Yes. Which got incredibly good reviews. Yeah, it was at Sundance last year. It was yeah. the first TV show to premiere at Sundance, or the first network TV show to ever premiere at Sundance. Yeah. Yeah. And you told an incredible story recently on Dan Savage's Hot Mic podcast, which is why we're here today. Yes. Um, on this podcast, we talk about projects that we really, really want to see made into movies. Mm -hmm. And I want to see this movie so badly. It's funny. Yeah. When you emailed me about it, um, I almost I was at a, a, a Korean spa, not a Korean spa. I was at a Burke Williams you ever go to Burke Williams? Same what? difference. Same difference, right? <laughs> no, there was a, there was a Korean at Burke Williams. Sure. That's what I always confuse it. Scrubbing and, your uh, shoulders. No, I, I think a week before, or less than a week before you emailed me, I was at this spa, and I was around all these naked men, and it brought me back to that. This was almost 10 years ago I did, the, I, I did that job where I was in a nudist colony. I don't know how much your listeners know about yeah, this. But can you give us a quick rundown yeah, of, what, so well, of the story? Yeah. But anyway, what I was going to say was I actually had the idea of making it into a movie while I was at the spa. And you emailed me, and it was like, you know, serendipity? So Is that the were, word? Yeah. So okay, I'm just picturing it. Picture it, yeah. I'm there. What yeah. were you picturing? I'm just like picturing you looking at like a 50-year-old man mm -hmm. with a ta like a little, like a tea towel. Yeah, I was on, on his lap. It reminds, me of this I great, was it reminds me of this great Hugh Jackman story. He was at some kind of natural hot spring, as Hugh Jackman is wont to do, um, on, on location. And they gave him a little <laughs> towel to, and he assumed it was like a cold towel. He assumed it was for his face. So he gets into this hot tub fully nude, and he puts the towel over his face, and he's relaxing, and then he hears like some splashing, and he's like, oh, the people are in the hot tub. And after like 20 minutes, he takes it off, and there's a whole family in the hot tub. <laughs> and he realized that the towel was for his privates, not for his face. So he's like, spread eagle. So I pictured you doing that with like yeah. someone not as attractive as Hugh Jackman, and, and you go, I should make that movie. I, and you get our movie. email. Yeah, it's like, yes. exactly what it was. Yeah. <laughs> You got it. So can you can <laughs> exactly you, like, that for people who might not have heard Hot Mike and they should go listen to Hot Mike because it's great. Yeah. Can you just give the rundown, sort of the pitch for the story? Yeah. 
So uh, in my early 20s in New York City, I was, I was wanting of money. And I put it, I had several careers uh, up until I was a comedian <laughs> where I would just say that I was, like, I said I was a cinematographer and a videographer <laughs> and an editor. I just put it out there for weddings. Just, yeah, just I, because I owned a camera and I was like, I can do this. And I put an ad on Craigslist that was like, hey, I'm a filmmaker, cinematographer, editor, producer, all that <laughs> stuff. And uh, for a while, I got these like very small uh, jobs for videography. I did like a, 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 a an exercise video for a guy with one leg. Wow. Like I did like I did like yeah I did like crazy a of, stuff. A lot of biceps. Yeah, a lot of <laughs> biceps. He had uh, huge upper body strength. And um, <laughs> then uh, I got a weird email for to uh, to shoot a nudist colony. Um, a gay 50-plus nudist colony I mean. in the Poconos, and they wanted an ad. Wow. They wanted an ad. They do a two-week retreat, and they're, they're naturists. They're called naturists. Oh, okay. And uh, um, they said that they wanted someone to come shoot it and uh, to spend two weeks with them. <laughs> and I said, two how much money <laughs> is this? And they went, it's a lot of money. I think at the time it was seven grand. Jesus. Which I was like, that's the most money I could imagine in I the world. Like <laughs> shooting that is its own reward, and then yeah, you get paid. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I couldn't. I, I don't think I could imagine more money than seven thousand dollars at that point. <laughs> I didn't think. Yeah. I, so I, uh, I agreed to do it. And only after I got there, they mentioned that I also had to be naked as well as my cameraman. <laughs> is that true? Yeah. And because they they said that what, you know to we not just break don't the want fourth wall. Like, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I don't know what it was. It was well, they didn't say you have to. They said like it's preferred if you're naked the whole time. Also, and I went like when in the I, you know like look, I'm fine with this. You just got to understand that I'm straight, and you know. And they were like, no, 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 no. This is that's totally fine. That was like, one of the reasons we hired you. Is like we knew you were straight, and I was like, that's okay. Oh, that's so. It's like at the end of the debate. So like we this didn't need to be shot. Yeah, we yeah, just, yeah. We just wanted you to. Come. Well, I you know. There was 800 men at this colony. What? Yeah. That's so many men it's over so many. 50 who were gay. Yeah, yeah, it's in so many. I'm from Pennsylvania. I mean, they must be flat. The airport must have been lit. <laughs> it was, you know, honestly, you, you, as you pull up, you just, you see just men as far as the eye could see. And you pull up into this Well, not camp. just men. Just men. As and their far, maleness. Yeah, yeah. And, uh... Oh. And I, I, what I realized later was that you know it was way better being naked. You don't want to be the only clothed person in a that's, that's in a sea true. of you know naked. Wow. It, and it, it turned out to be incredible. And I actually learned a lot about uh, what it means to be naked and what it means to be gay. And I didn't I, like I I hadn't ever actually spent a lot of time with gay men bef up until that point. Um, tell us about an average day and what adventures you would shoot. You know, at the colony, in the oh, Pocono. Sorry, I have my phone on. Um, I uh, so every day you'd kind of you'd you'd eat and you would then there would be eating was a strange thing there because yeah. it was buffet no, style. No soup. <laughs> no. <laughs> <laughs> um, it was just finger foods and uh, <laughs> it was past hors d'oeuvres. And uh, no, it was a buffet, and it was like the well, strange the thing. Would call a beignet. <laughs> beignet. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> uh, it was it was like a crotch level buffet, so you would like it was surreal. You'd see just like it would be like a, a huge thing of eggs, and then just dicks just passing, <laughs> dick level passing the the buffet of eggs, and. Uh, 
and you get used to it. I don't know. I got really used to it, and then there was just activities. It was, there was no. It was very unsexual. Like there was sexuality was not a big part of it. It was just huh. kind of a camp experience, being naked. There was like a, a a place that supposedly where sex could happen, like a bat cave kind of deal. It was like a bat cave. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> really dark. Yeah. <laughs> but, but by the way, like I love that. Oh, it has to be dark. There's no mystery. Yeah, no, no, no. There's no like. Un- it's not like Shakespeare love. There's no unwrapping. Yeah. I hope like, they don't see us naked. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, like is that you have some eggs in there? Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> um, wow. And like, uh, okay, I don't know if you have any questions, but I'm dying to know. Like, what did, did they teach you anything? Did you like what? What are the pearls of wisdom? Like, I just imagine. Like a seven-year-old gay man being like, "Don't trust the maid. <laughs> <laughs> She'll take stuff." I learned what a, I learned what a cock ring was. I didn't know what that was. Know. Yeah, I had no idea what that I was. I also assumed that the comedy scene in New York would be full of cock rings. Uh, I remember I got there was this guy ba- uh, Bear Man, and he was the guy There's who only sold one cock rings. Everyone. <laughs> <laughs> he was this guy named Bear Man, and uh, he was this old grizzled bear gay guy and he just was like uh, he had been there since the beginning for like 25 years he'd been there and uh, and he sold cock rings and I remember he told me he was like uh, if you ever hear a cock ring hit the floor run <laughs> <laughs> why would you run when the cock ring hits the floor I don't know that doesn't make sense is that a it's kind of is that a drop the soap kind of thing? Well, because when the cock ring hits the floor, there's less risk of you being. Oh, because that means they're soft. They've gone yeah. soft. Yeah. yeah. Or I, I would think nervous. I would because I don't know anything about any of this. When I wear my so cock I, ring, <laughs> <laughs> I hang it up on a little hook near the door. Um, this uh, is all mysterious to me. <laughs> <laughs> like I don't know anything about this at Bear Man. No, you know what the thing was too. Everyone, it was like a point of pride. You had to walk around with kind of a half erection, like you couldn't. Huh. The, it, you didn't want to be fully flaccid or erect is weird, but you kind of just be halfway with a cock ring. How do you, how do you achieve that? I think. Oh, I see. That's how you achieve it. Okay. Yeah, I think so. Wow. Interesting. Yeah, so interesting. and then you get used to it. I just got used to it at, at some point, and it just became normal. Yeah. Yeah, it was pretty cool. My favorite part of the story, and there's great beats in the story when you tell it um, at on stage oh, yeah, for the podcast. Are, for sure. Um, there are, gr- there are great beats, guys. There, uh, you got to <laughs> hear the beats. There's really good, but there's really good like sections of it and like scenes, and you can really see it. Uh-huh. And one of the really good scenes is when you and your friends, your hetero camera friends, camera friends, yeah, um, go to this like straight bar because you're just like, we need to see a woman. Mm-hmm. Like we need like a break from this. And then you're just like, do you feel really restricted? <laughs> yeah, like wearing clothes. I did. Yeah, we did. We went to a bar because we we wanted to talk to girls, but we felt really odd. It felt like <laughs> a different world, like a fraud. Yeah, yeah, we did. <laughs> and then you like very quickly, and I'm kind of giving away the story, but a surprising thing happens when you're there. Like you all come to kind of the same realization. Yeah, I think it was that we. I forget what it was in the story. It was that we didn't want clothes anymore, right? <laughs> you rejected clothes. Yeah. And you kind of want to get back to the gay naturist colony. Yes, yeah, yeah, yeah. And then stay there. Yeah, it was uh, it, it was comforting. I don't know, there's something that happens when you take your clothes off where every um, pretense mm-hmm. about society kind of goes away. Because you don't realize like, how much... Like anar- anarchistic kind of? I think it's just you don't I don't think we realize how much our clothes says about us at all times mm-hmm. like wealth um you know coolness you yeah. know there's 
there's so many choices that, that are involved in clothes. When those are eliminated, you kind of feel like you're on the same plane as everyone. Yeah. Can I make a confession? I can't believe that you just brought that up. This sweater I'm wearing right now yeah. is a is a Christmas gift from my favorite aunt. We're very close. Yeah. But I and I think it's beautiful and it has magnetic snaps. But I'm really embarrassed because it has the Calvin Klein logo, oh. and she probably got it at some dope outlet because she loves her outlet. Sure. Uh-huh. I went to my dry cleaner and asked if they could take it off, uh-huh. so I could wear it because <laughs> logos are so tacky. Oh wow! And, Especially and, Calvin and Klein. I, and it occurred to me that like, in when I was in high school, I would have died to wear the logos because that wow. was what the thing was and. Um, yeah. And now you're you're dying not to. And now I want to take it off, and she's like, "Oh, it'll ruin the sweater." And I'm like, "Talk to what? What's ruined?" Yeah, talk a to hole. You about how bad this? Wow. Is, how bad this would be? You look like you're looking at me like I'm no, a fucking it's, monster. No, it's interesting because like, yeah. one thing my dad. It's not told cool me. anymore to have brands, I guess, right? Yeah. Well, at least, yeah. Uh, no, I don't think like unless it's like a Kanye kind of like like Balenciaga sells a what looks like a shitty NASCAR pit T-shirt. Oh, that yeah. is like ratty and dirty looking with the word Balenciaga on it, and it's four hundred dollars. Yeah. That's irony. So that's that's yeah, ironic. That's, yeah, yeah. Totally. yeah, I don't like that. One thing my dad told me is that as you then get I older, I have to return it for you. <laughs> there goes your there goes your host gift, your guest gift. Uh, <laughs> my dad told me that as you get older, you just care about less and less things. He's like, yeah, yeah. I just stop caring about having a cool car. <laughs> it's not freedom. It's it's I, apathy. Well, it's like I didn't. I stopped being trapped by like I need to have a nice car. I stopped yeah. being trapped by like I need to wear nice clothes. I stopped caring if I had like a new haircut. Like I just I realized that that stuff doesn't matter. And there's like a great but moment. It also does. <laughs> You know what I mean? It also really does, though. (laughs) I love Mr. Malloy. (laughs) I don't know. I feel it more. Like, didn't you feel like, I don't know if either of you have gotten to this point. I'm 42. The day that I first went and, like, saw Us Weekly, and I didn't know who anybody on the cover was. And I was like, oh, I'm, like, a real, like, mature person now because I I don't care about this anymore. I know everyone on the cover. (laughs) I, you know what's what's weird? The the comedy blurbs on the fashion fad page in the back. Yeah. You're like, not Someone today, called the Taraji. fashion police. Not today, Taraji. <laughs> Taraji B minus, Henson. <laughs> I don't know. Oh, that was really, I don't know what that, that means. Was, have you been going to Las Vegas improv teacher <laughs> Matt Donnelly? To the Las Vegas? <laughs> I love, what's his name? I think that is. Uh, I'm yeah. just going to murder you. Yeah. I, I forgot uh, I forgot your name, so I always couldn't think of the guy's name so quickly. Byron. I'm Alan. No, the way we know, the way you'll hear our names is if one of us says something wrong, then yeah. we, we never mm-hmm. use each other's names, but when somebody says something stupid, we're like, I disagree with your take on race relations, Tim Malloy. Oh, like he'll no. shade me like very, a parent. Yeah, he'll shade me badly That's and use like my full name. Damn. And social security and everything. That's so really dysfunctional. Know. Oh my god. Yeah, we, we're um, a mess. So like. Yeah, I. You know what I was gonna say is like you're you're saying that you don't, you care less I guess as an adult, but I noticed it's when I feel like I'm succeeding in life I care way more. Huh. Mm-hmm. Like when I feel like if I'm going through a time where I have a lot of money, which uh, I currently am not, but. <laughs> Not I after today, Buster. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah. How much does this pay? <laughs> um, what about the gigs you'll Yeah, get fortune's about to change. <laughs> um, I think you need to show it more. You feel the need to be like, no, I'm doing well. And mm. you want to buy a nicer jacket or have a nicer haircut or, you know? Yeah. That's know. whenever I feel like I'm riding high, that's when I assume the pores are going to righteously rise up and come after the me. The pores, you call and, them? Well, it's from Gawker. <laughs> Gawker used to call them the pores. The pores. Ironically. <laughs> I miss Gawker so much. And the pores are not going to be happy about you calling them that. Well, the pores aren't listening to this. Okay. No, I mean, I feel like... Get the pores (laughs) off my lawn. I feel like the pores are right, and they should rise up, and they're like, 
Wait, your job is writing about celebrities? Mm-hmm. That's what you do? You get paid money to write about entertainment and celebrities? Oh, yeah, we're going to come kill you. And no. I don't think they're wrong. I don't they're think not. They're, wrong. But what I wanted, they're not resourceful enough. What I, <laughs> what I wanted to ask is like... Cost, you have to buy a plane ticket to get to LA. <laughs> yeah, it costs a lot. <laughs> oh, Safety boy. Safety by proximity. <laughs> uh, what I wanted to ask is like, you weren't just around young people. You were around men over 50. Mm-hmm. And like, was that part of it? Was there a little bit of them saying, I don't really care about clothes anymore and I don't care what label I'm wearing. I just want to like get back to the stuff that matters. Is that why they went there? You're asking. Maybe, yeah. Like, do you, did you did um, you notice a difference? Yeah. Uh, you know what was interesting? A lot of them were fully in the closet in real life too. Oh, no way. Yeah, oh. there were a lot of men who had families actually, and were actually uh, they did not want to be on camera, and there was a whole like list of people that we couldn't show on camera because they were like, we're it's not. Actually, reminds me so much. Not to interrupt. Sorry to interrupt you. Um, Transparent has a whole episode about something like this where um, in, in the 80s or 90s when Jeffrey Tambor's character is still male pre-transition, hmm. um, he finds a friend who's a cru- just a cross-dresser. Bradley Whitford plays okay. Fred. And they go to a camp for like a weekend where men can cross-dress and there are also yeah. other women there who are yeah. accepting. And they just like not like they just blow it out. They're just like in pantyhose. It's the best, like yeah. That. And then um, they leave. What? Am I moving too You're much? Good. Yeah. Are you, you, you want to keep your mic a little bit dick? away from okay. your mouth? Okay, sure. That's perfect. Sorry. These are directional. Man, that story had such momentum. Yeah, I know. Sorry. Thanks, Tim. <laughs> I was doing too well. Um, <laughs> and then they go to leave, and uh, Jeffrey's character's like, I don't I don't want to get out of the... Dr- I, I don't want to stop this. This isn't a fetish for me. Yeah. I, you know, it's more. And then Bradley Whitford's like, that's weird. You're yeah. a freak. Having gone to the yeah. cross-dressing camp all weekend. So no, that's what it was like. like. Yeah, yeah. 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 I wow. think it was this refuge for these people to to be as gay as they want yeah. and to kind of let loose and let the the society that they're they're leaving behind like you know leave it behind mm-hmm. and to wow. not wear the clothes that they wear and um, people got very emotional. We did a lot of interviews with some of the like really the people who've been there for a while. Hmm. Like, there were guys in their eighties who have been there for a very long time, and you know they were just crying about the people that had passed away that they knew there that like one day you would just because they don't keep in touch really with the people they know at this camp and then the next year you'd get there and they just wouldn't be there and they'd be like oh that guy passed away it was really sad yeah they come back the next year and they're like oh jason (laughs) (laughs) just just crotch you didn't see it he looked at the the guy's crotch (laughs) in that act out (laughs) did did everyone bring a tackle box and remember to unpack the tackle box when their (laughs) wife michelle williams packed it for them and then she's like I know what you're doing at the Poconos <laughs> with Jack Twist. Yeah. Step one, yeah, cut exactly. a hole in a tackle box. <laughs> <laughs> Step two, Michelle Williams, open the box. Um, <laughs> if, so if you had to adapt this, what what do you think? If you had to, if, if you're you forced to, to adapt this. If, oh, if, if you wanted to accept money for material things and adapt your story of, of your transformative experience, what do you think would speak to you most? Like, What would the narrative be? I, you know, when I think about it, what I'd really love to have is actual nudity the whole movie. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And that's that would be, like, when I think about it, that would be the best part, I think, is the idea that the viewer could also get used to nudity yeah. throughout the movie. Yeah. Like, the way that we did. Like, yeah. just having a nice conversation with someone's dick out 
<laughs> is pretty interesting. I don't know. That's like a big Tell part of what I would it. want. <laughs> just like um, having a totally sincere, yeah. just like everyday conversation, and you're just both naked. And I don't know. I, that's that would be a big part of it. I think it would be the journey of figuring out that you can value different things about people when you don't have to um, see them clothed. Wow. Mm. That's I don't know. <laughs> At the end, you know, I did. I performed stand up for their end end of the week. Uh, talent show. Wow. Because they found up? out, yeah, I did it naked in front of the whole camp. and uh, That's fantastic. That would be, I think that would be a good final scene. And uh, yeah, it was, it went really well and everybody really embraced me and it felt really good and then I got really sad about leaving. Yeah. Yeah. Oh. <laughs> well, did you go back? As I go back every year. As a, you do. <laughs> I shoot it every year. It's <laughs> <laughs> my job. <laughs> It'd be a pretty amazing like Netflix special. What? Yeah. Like naked? You going back and doing the need to end up. Yeah. Did you have to like change your material at all? Um <laughs> from all your anti-gay. I remember my opening joke. Jokes. My opening joke was uh, was like, guys, I hope you laugh because uh, this is my Letterman audition tape. <laughs> <laughs> um what um, well, I think the problem too is that so many men in Hollywood refuse. It would be really hard to make because I don't think any. There are only a couple men I think who would do this. Full do frontal. what? Full frontal. Over it's fifty really year old men taboo. who would do full frontal. Uh, men, I, I, I don't know if it's just because the culture is built to sort of like accommodate men. And I, and, I, and by the way, I'll, I'll say this because, and you can bleep out the name if you want to. But um, one of the things that was really heartbreaking to me was Chris Evans years ago did a movie about like a lawyer because he looks so smart. Um, he just said Chris Evans, by the way. Yeah, I did. No, you can leave it out if you want. And he used an ass double. His, his roommate was his ass double, and he was like 26 huh. years old. And I'm like, you have one fucking job. And uh, you're in the best shape of your life. Yeah. And you're using your roommate, who's probably some blue-collar Why? Because he, his roommate's ass was better? I, I think that he objectively thought that the roommate's ass was better, and they were uh, in the same height and the same frame. Chris, Chris Evans is Captain America, yes? We're thinking yes, of the same yes, Chris Evans? Yes. And he was in... No, it's my neighbor, Chris. Yes, he was Chris in, Evans. He was in the movie Not Another Teen Movie, where he was... There's a whole scene where we definitely see his butt, if I'm remembering it properly. Yeah. So well, in a later film, he used an ass double when he was in his like mid. I would do that. I, I have a terrible hmm. butt. I don't have a nice butt. But is that all. for you to decide? You know the <laughs> yes. <laughs> Good answer. Yeah. Good answer. It, it absolutely is. Possession is uh, yeah. No, I think uh, if I if I was in a comedy, I would use my butt. If it was like a serious movie. But if it was would, like Paul yeah. Thomas Anderson. Yeah, yeah. If it was like a Paul <laughs> Thomas Anderson movie, and you had to see my butt in it. Um, I did full frontal uh, in Wolf of Wall Street. I was you did? totally naked. Yeah. It was and Jonah very Hill used a prosthetic. He did. Wimp. Yeah, because it had to be fully erect. I think. <laughs> Because he was masturbating <laughs> in the scene, so yeah. yeah. Um, but I, so, but who would you cast? We dream cast on this podcast. Mm. See what I did? Uh, wow. I think uh, Hugh Jackman yeah. would definitely be me. <laughs> With a little tea towel. <laughs> Good day, bear man. Hugh Jackman. Good day, bear man. Hugh Jackman, who is probably twenty years older than you. Yeah, no, no, he could play young. Um, he can. Who would I cast? Uh, I think I would have Eddie Murphy play all the roles. <laughs> the, the clumps. Yeah. Oh, you know, that could be a way around it. You could do all prosthetic penises. No, but that would, be, that would be strange, would right? Be it would look prosthetic. It would suck. It would but, suck. But also, by the way, I have a friend who's a production coordinator, and um, they, oh, yes, I where the stars Whoa. go. Um, and they 
the the production community sh- there's a ba- there's a warehouse somewhere in Hollywood full of limbs. So like the wow. dead body fake? parts you see in fake limbs. Yes. Oh. <laughs> no, no, it's Phil okay. Spector's warehouse. Okay, yeah, that's yeah, real yeah. limbs. Okay, cool. Um, there's fake limbs and like so the dead body parts you see she used for Lincoln. Like she was a coordinator on Lincoln. Oh. They'll you like the, a thigh like a le- human thigh and leg that's a prosthetic that was on a battlefield in Lincoln they used as Emily Blunt's thigh when she gets shot by an arrow in the five-year engagement. It's the same wow. one. Whoa. So what would you do with all those fake dongs? Like, I love the idea that someone's such a big fan of those movies that they're like, that's the same thigh! Yeah. Oh my God, it's the thigh! It's the thigh! You can it's tell the by the thigh. Ba- it's, it's the, the varicose vein. Have you uh, seen the thigh? It's amazing. It's an amazing thigh, yeah. I mean, it, it, it's a one-legged workout. Like, it's mm. <laughs> a callback. Mm. That's what's called a callback. Um, <laughs> but uh, what would you do with all those fake penises? Fun, I guess. You're saying after the movie's done shooting, <laughs> man. You really, you <laughs> really have gone house? really far <laughs> ahead in the future here. Um, I feel after like the movie's done, I think I would actually just keep them. I would, <laughs> I would put them all over my house, like hide them. Ring toss. Yeah, yeah. Ring, ring toss. toss. Yeah, yeah. Um, I think the cast should be the cast of Last Vegas. And it's Last Vegas. They are. It's got like Michael Morgan Douglas, Freeman. Morgan Freeman. Oh, the old person yeah, movie. movie. Dude. You're right. Every time they do an old person movie and you're like, oh, I get it. A bunch of old people rob a bank. That's cool. 30 seconds before retirement. How? Oh. No I would love to get Danny DeVito to be Bear Man. Yeah. That would be a fun casting. Great. What if, like, yeah. this might sound weird, but what if Danny DeVito just has this like massive dick? I think he does. <laughs> Let's all think about he that. Doesn't. He doesn't. <laughs> okay, the cast of Las Vegas is Robert no. De Niro, Michael Douglas, Morgan Freeman, Kevin Klein. Oh, I don't want to see him naked. Why? Because he's just... You don't like him? I like Kevin Klein. He's a ham. Okay. Maybe he's a ham? I'm jealous of him, yeah. Yeah. He's a ham. He's, a ham. he's, yeah. a, he's in The Anniversary Party, which is one of my favorite movies. Hmm. Um, and also, Jerry Ferreira, Turtles, randomly in Las Vegas. He can come, too. Oh, that would be great. Turtles. He could be that one of your friends. <laughs> He could be, be one of boom. your videographer yes. friends. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. <laughs> when when you talked to Dan Savage in the post the post story interview, you said that one thing you were really worried about was being objectified. You went on Dan Savage about this. Yeah. Oh, it's oh from <laughs> Hot Mike. You no. brought Dan that Savage. up in the beginning. The Hot no. Mike is Dan Savage's storytelling podcast. Yeah. It's fantastic. Oh my god. Um, so you were worried about being objectified. That would worry me too, particularly mm-hmm. when they said, "No, it's good that you're straight." And the part about how you have to be naked, like I would wonder if I was feeling so some you, like fetishness. You would have an anxiety about recruitment, is what you're saying. Not recruitment. You're saying like, like you're a homophobe. That I was worried that I would get hit on. Well, was I like being fetishized in some way? Yeah. That's fair. Um, which would not happen to me, but if I were in your situation. You know what? Here's the thing: there were people that worked at the camp that were also young that were in way better shape than me. <laughs> like way, 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 way better shape. And um, uh, them being around made it like I wasn't the hottest young thing <laughs> on camp. Also, these older men were in great, incredible shape too. Yeah. And I think that uh, I'm not incredibly attractive naked, so I don't think I, I worried about that so much. Moderately attractive. Yeah, yeah. yeah I'm attractive <laughs> yeah. in the way if you don't see anything else, you're like, oh, that's a naked guy. You know, like, if I was at the DMV naked, you'd be like, oh, that guy's yeah. like, um, hey. so no, I wasn't, you know what? I did get, uh, uh, propositioned, uh, a few times, but it was in very matter of fact ways. So it never yeah. felt like being put upon. Like they were like, oh, do you, are you interested in, uh, in, you know, hooking up or something? Yeah. Are you, and I'd be like, no. And they're like, oh, okay, that's fine. 
Like it was just yeah, very, it was very sincere and yeah. like polite. Yeah. I do remember we were, I was at a party. We, there would be like late night parties where we wouldn't, I wouldn't be shooting, and we would just go drink in someone's cabin. And there was this one like very, very handsome uh, older gay man, and he, you know, we were talking for like hours, and we just had a great night. And I remember. Um, I'm so nervous. No, no, no. He, he, this was, <laughs> you know what's funny? It's like you. <laughs> you heard the cock ring hit the floor. <laughs> I heard the cock ring. <laughs> Sorry, go ahead. Sorry. No, it was really uh, sweet. It was, I think we were gearing up for a sweet moment. Go ahead. Please. Um, no, I was, so I was putting the cock ring on him and. Um, <laughs> A little olive oil. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, no, he just he at some point at, at we were not even close to anyone else. It was just a very private moment, yeah. and he just went, uh, "Hey, do you want to hook up?" And I went. I remember thinking, like, you know, I'm definitely not homosexual, yeah. but I was like really flattered by it, yeah. and I thought yeah. it was really sweet. Yeah. And I was like, "No, but I I really appreciate it." And we just kept talking. That's and so, it was that's really so nice. It was really nice. Yeah. I don't know. It was just a very uh, it was a very matter of fact moment. <laughs> so um, what's next for you? What do you what do you got going on? So I have uh, I have my own podcast launching on uh, the Dan Harmon Starburns uh, network called nice. uh, Get High and Save the World. Awesome. Launching nice. in a I don't know, when is this dropping? Probably tomorrow. Oh, so in a week from uh, probably like Friday, January thirty first. Oh my gosh! So in five days from the time. Five days from now. Wow. Get high and save the world. Amazing. It's uh, we get high and uh, we try and talk about how to save the world with people who are trying to save the world. That's awesome. Like right good on. people. And uh, and then I'm I'm headlining the Hollywood Improv the same night. Ooh, next nice. Wednesday. We should go see him. Yeah, All right. come. We're gonna go. And we're gonna not wear clothes. <laughs>